Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dole Whips and Double Doubles. My name is Ryan Miller, and I'm one half of the Double Doubles uh, here in Hamilton, Ontario. And this week, I'm joined by Ryan in London, Ontario. Hello. Welcome, welcome. Um, D23 happened not too long ago, and I feel like uh, there may be some things that slid under the radar. Uh, we were talking a little bit before um, before we started recording about how... I mean, I don't think my expectations were high for D23 this year um, because like what kind of blockbuster announcement are they going to make when the pandemic is still kind of happening um, and they're trying to sort of recover from that. So I guess um, we were saying that there were no bombshell announcements really at D23, but it's something that we want to still cover anyways and, and just talk about some of the details that may have been been missed along the way um yeah let's jump right into it uh and we'll stick we'll stick to walt disney world for the moment um uh, at the magic kingdom in walt disney world everybody's been waiting for the return of the festival of fantasy we got that announcement that the festival of fantasy parade will be returning but we also got an announcement that the cavalcades are not going away so it used to be what move it, shake it, most could dance it. <laughs> now it'll be a different kind of cavalcade, but that they're going to continue with that and have um, the festival of fantasy parades. So I think, you know, expect to see more characters moving throughout the parks uh, and probably keeping people along the parade route um, at various times of the day. Yeah. I, um, I mean, I, you guys know how I feel about Mascadanza, so... <laughs> that mean, you love a, it? This is a no-brainer. This is like, sign me up. <laughs> um, I remember my kids shaking their tush when they were uh, was this sort of going by. So, yeah. no, you know what? Again, anything to, to do with uh, parades and, and bringing that... Because I, I think the parades is, is such a huge part of the experience of Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, so so this is great news. And, and bringing a Fantasy Fair back is just wonderful. Um, it looks like they've actually rebuilt uh, some of the Walt Disney World Railroad engines. Um, and so we're looking forward to seeing that happen again. No dates. Oh, this is a big theme for D23 this year is that there were no specifics. And so it's kind of hard to be like this is a thing that's happening and it will happen sometime. Um, but without a date for Tron opening, um, it means that we're not going to have a date for the uh, railroad opening yet either. Uh, as and much as I everyone wants to know when that's happening. I think it is interesting that that was not announced. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know what the thought is with that. I'm guessing that they're waiting to see what capacity and what restrictions are for the immediate future to kind of project. Cause I bet that they want this opened as soon as possible. Obviously you can get lots of people in to come and see this. It's yeah. new. Um, but I would anticipate that if they're, you know, I think we're all optimistic for the future, but I think there, there could be a bumpy winter ahead of us. And I hope that's not the case, but I, I think in some case, some places it will be. So it does make me wonder if there's a bit of, well, let's see where that goes before we throw caution to the wind and say, everything's back and look what's coming up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they did give us a window for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic yes. Rewind, which is summer of 2022, which is 
both later than I thought and earlier than I expected. All right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I really thought it was going to be spring of 2022. So, um, and actually, I mean, I kind of thought, I wonder if uh, everything being equal, if pandemic not happened, I wondered if this would have been opened before the 50th. Um, yeah, I I would have thought so. Um, I think yeah. they would have liked to have a lot of things open specifically for the 50th. We thought Tron was going to be, you know, for the 50th. Right. It, it feels like, and I don't remember, but it feels like they've been working on Tron longer than Guardians of the Galaxy. And Guardians of the Galaxy seems like a far more complicated roller coaster than, than Tron is. Because they yeah. already have a Tron. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, but the one thing I will say is how fun is Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind going to be? It's. Uh, I feel like it's going to be amazing. I don't. Yeah. I try not to have my my hopes up, but I'm I'm not even thinking about. Uh, so because it's still taking over essentially a pavilion, it's that large of a building and that large of a space. Um, it's it's like uh so they call it the wonders of xandar pavilion it feel it's gonna feel like <laughs> you know a world showcase um pavilion but uh but specifically for xandar which is in the guardians of the galaxy universe um so it'll feel like you're visiting that i can i'm sure that i'll be amazed by all the stuff that you can see there I'm I feel like I'm going to be blown away by the roller coaster and I cannot wait until I get to experience it. The way that they imagined um the Tower Hotel into the Guardians of the Galaxy Breakout um or Mission Breakout in Disneyland is so inventive and it's so fun and it's it, honestly it's keeping with the spirit of the the movie which is you know quirky and silly and you know brave and all that kind of stuff yeah um I, I really i'm excited because i really feel like they hit the nail on the head for that ride and so i think it uh it, it, i would presume that they'll keep the, that spirit the same spirit in this ride and so I, i'm really excited and optimistic yeah um still at epcot uh... You know, we talked a lot about, or we talked previously about how when the Creations Shop opened, that's the replacement for Mouse Gear, um, you know, it took things in a different direction. Uh, I don't love the name Creations Shop, but, you know, I give it a shot. It's uh, it's not too bad. I was a little interested when they announced um, the replacement for the Electric Umbrella, which is a new quick service restaurant that they're calling Connections Cafe and Eatery. And that feels a lot like Creation Shop, where it's just sort of like a <laughs> nondescript name. Um, I'm sure it'll be a nice place, but uh, I I don't know. I feel like it's going to be missing any sort of tie to what Epcot is about. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I took my hot take where I called uh, Creations and I said it looked like a Target. <laughs> um, you know, a, a bit of the artistic rendering of connections looks a little food court mallish. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously we'll wait and see. It looks like it's got some fun and some color to it. Um, but yeah, it, but it there is was really something so crazy about the electric umbrella, right? It yeah. Was the neon well, and it was 
like dingy and <laughs> oh yeah absolutely yeah that's what it was the soda stains on the carpet come on who doesn't want more of that uh yeah i, I mean you're right i mean it's a place to get food i'm sure it'll be delightful but uh, yeah you know there's yeah i i i'm not saying i want to see a sunny eclipse but <laughs> you know I, I i'd like to see a little bit more imaginative play when it comes to these these uh you know places because yeah, I, Space 220, I, I think I've expressed this, if not on the podcast to, to Ryan personally, is I think the way uh, food and restaurants are going to go in theme parks. Like I just, right. I just envision there's going to be like two or three of these restaurants at every theme park, uh, major theme park, like a Disney or Universal theme park, where it encourages guests where you get a bit of a ride and a very immersive experience, but you're also paying a very steep price tag. Uh, and so my fear is, is that if you go to these nondescript kind of meal locations, like connections, looking at the moment, who knows, maybe it changes, um, then it kind of pushes you into like, well, I, I can just eat at any food court I can eat there at the mall. Yeah. Um, I really want to get like the Disney experience. So I want to get like the sci-fi diner or I want to get the, you know, space 220 or, or whatever. Um, and so I'd like to see a little bit more, as I said, kind of, uh, immersive in in this and, and there's only so much you can do but i'm For thinking sure. even... but I, I i feel like i'm looking forward to seeing how it differs from sunshine seasons in the land yes. pavilion yes which Absolutely. like again has that sort of food court feel but i feel like it sort of fits in the flow of the land pavilion and For it's sure. open and clean and 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 that and uh, i i mean it 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 looks okay uh, the concept art for for the new place, but uh, I'll have to wait and see. I'm not I'm not sort of overly blown away by it. Um, they did announce uh, so it's something that they talked about a couple of years ago, uh, but Dreamers Point in Epcot, where they are reimagining the front of the park and the entry experience for guests, and there's a spot um, near Spaceship Earth that has a that they'll add a statue of Walt Disney um, and it's supposed to have a, a beautiful view of the park. Um, I, I don't know how that will tie into the flow and what it's an initial goal will be. Like, are you supposed to take a picture with Walt with spaceship earth in the background? Is it a better spot for you to take a picture of you with the rest of Epcot in the background? Um, I don't know. Time, time will tell. And, and that's, sort of a little add-on in, in Epcot yeah, that we kind of knew about, I, but didn't know the specifics. I'm kind of interested with the terminology spectacular view of the park <laughs> because it's not as if it would be like, there's not a, you know, a lot of undulation or hills or anything at that spot. So I'm not sure how spectacular the view will be and what will be in your way or what won't be in your way. I mean, it's a beautiful spot, I guess, but uh, that, that terminology of spectacular view of the park makes me feel as though it's, uh, you know, like an outlook, which is not, <laughs> you know, but it, uh, anywho, I, I just thought that that's an interesting terminology. For sure. Um, over at Hollywood studios, we finally got the news that Fantasmic is coming back, um, which uh, I think, everyone has kind of been looking forward to and questioning like, what will it look like? Um, so I think the large majority of it will be the same, but it looks like they're going to replace a scene with something new and with characters that haven't been a part of Fantasmic in the past. 
Um, <laughs> like, is that going to be Frozen? Are they, are they adding Frozen to Fantasmic? I feel like, long, you know, that's a that's a good shot. Could be. As long as they, yeah, as long as they keep the boat with the characters at the end, uh, it's all managed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, Moana would be a good fit as well, but Ooh, there's, sure but there is, you know, a frozen tie already in the park and Moana, you know, will have a little space carved out in Epcot. <laughs> um, so that's one performance that's coming back. Uh, another performance that we heard a little bit more detail about is the reimagined Finding Nemo, the musical, and it's... Uh, I believe called the big blue beyond. And uh, I think largely will take place sort of like in the finding Dory experience. So I think probably getting away from the original finding Nemo and moving on more towards finding Dory or having elements of that. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what that change will look like. Um, but I'm mostly concerned, and we've talked about this in the past, about whether or not um, it's going to be the return of the equity actors or if it's going to be um, something that's pre-recorded and you have puppeteers that are not live performing. They're just uh, sort of puppeteering to a track. Well, I'll be damned if they make it into like a miniature kite tails. Goodness me. <laughs> I just see them running up and down the the you know see, the stairs. See, the I'm I'm so cats. looking forward to Kite Tales just because of how absurd and um <laughs> and and fun it should be. Like uh, I think they once Disney kind of let the cat out of the bag and and were sort of like, hey, come and watch Kite Tales. Um, we we are saying that it's okay that all of these kites crash onto the shore. That's how we get them <laughs> down. Uh, I think for me, I love that part about it. And initially, I think, I don't know if Disney was expecting to just be like, oh, no one will notice or no one will care. Uh, but it became such a thing of watching the kites sort of crash into the bank that people thought, like, is that is that a mistake? And so you have to have Disney come out and be like, no, no. Uh, we meant to do that, and yeah. that's that's part of how that's these kites experience. work, and and how they uh, how they come down. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, I just imagine the people like running feverish pitches, you know, throughout the aisles, you know, with with dories and Mister Ray and all these, you know, all these <laughs> fish, and then uh, yeah, and I'm sure that I'm sure that won't be the case, though. I will absolutely reserve judgment until I see that that's not the case. For sure. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that. Uh, I mean, you guys all know um, if you've listened to this podcast uh, since the beginning. If you haven't, why not? Um, the my favorite show is Finding Nemo, and I'm a bit bummed that I uh, I can't that it's going to change. But uh, change is good, so we'll see. I wonder if they'll keep some of the music or like reimagine some of that music. Um, but keep the themes going. Like, are they obviously, are they going to still have like a big blue world song or a version of that? <laughs> the big, you know, I hope so. I mean, I actually, you know, you made me think about it. I need to listen to it on Spotify again soon, um, <laughs> which you can, you can listen to the Nemo musical on Spotify. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure um, I'm, I'll reserve judgment, but I would say that with all things, Disney, 
Um, the less information they give out, the less confidence I have. Right. So we will see um, what what the future holds. But I, at the moment, uh, I'm not super optimistic that I'll have the same type of um, acting and theatrical skills and functionality that the last show did. Yeah. Um, I want to talk uh, briefly about this uh, project EXO, which is EXO is E-X-O as in exoskeleton. Um, so uh, it looks like Imagineers are working on essentially an exoskeleton that a performer can be in that makes them large. Uh, it, it gives them huge arms and legs. Um I would assume for characters that they, that they want to, to have as larger than life. Um, and I, I, there are only a few that come to mind. I think for me, like how cool would it be to see like a large Sully that, that might feel, you know, more magical walking around from monsters Inc. Um, than than seeing one that's like my height and, uh, can't really, I don't know if you've ever seen Sully at one of the parties, but um, Sully trying to dance is a, is a pretty funny thing because obviously the arms don't really move and, and they just sort of hang, hang there. But this is like an exoskeleton that a performer can walk in. It's like being up on some sort of stilts and then having these like huge arm extensions that are easy to maneuver and, uh, and work with. And I, I guess like the only point of reference that I have of something that Disney has done in the past is, do you remember that, um, man in Pandora? Yeah. Yeah. Who would walk in the exo suit, uh, and come out and, uh, and talk to people and, uh, you know, it was a pretty cool experience, pretty cool thing to see what can Disney do with, actual characters and what characters are they going to be <laughs> well and this is what i was trying to figure out like was there some type of meeting where they're like we need a need we have a need and we need to like get bigger characters out there because like i can't think of other than sully and now if you want to make abominable from monsters inc i'm all there so <laughs> you want to make him i am all like i'm there for that and yeah. that's great um, I mean, Baymax isn't really of that. He's already in or, or was in Epcot. Yeah. Um, and I think he was fine. So I, I'm trying to think, like, what what other bigger life-size characters were you looking for? Like, the only other thing that I can think of, but I, I can't imagine that they would do it because, well, Toy Story Land? Like, do you make them massive toys? <laughs> like, bigger, bigger than you? Uh, I, I don't know what, what character yeah. is supposed to be massive. I'm, I'm trying to think compared to the size of a person. Uh, I do not know, except for, I will say, uh, being Canadian or can content, the new, uh, red Panda movie, um, that takes place in Toronto, yep. uh, by Disney, uh, by Canada, Disney, right? Disney uh, pictures, Canada. Yep. Uh, they, the red Panda, however, I can't imagine that they had thought that far ahead. So, no. um, I assume that it's Sully and only Sully. And if I'm <laughs> wrong, I'll be happily wrong. I'm just trying to, yeah, I, you know what, when we're done recording, I will, 
uh, ask somebody else, and I'm sure that people will be like, oh, what about this person? What about this? And you want this? And yeah, but off the top of my head, I cannot think of, I can't think of another character that's. That's not scary. That right. I would want to see that size because like the size is going to be intimidating and yeah as even as an adult the size might be intimidating um so yeah we'd have to wait and well, see who it's going and to so be. this is where I go back to the beginning where was Disney like this is a need <laughs> you know what we haven't thought about we haven't thought about how we make a sully I feel like this is like what old imagineering was like where Ooh. you had divisions within Disney Imagineering that just work yeah. on stuff. And we've, right. we've seen that with the uh, the stunt animatronic um, that they've been working on for years. And it's it, it was like, how are they going to use this? Turns out they make Spider-Man um, fly through the air at the Avengers campus in, in Disneyland. And so you're like, oh, there was a reason for that. I don't know if that's what they initially set out to or if it was just something like they worked on this and then they found a way to use it. Uh, And maybe that's the case here where they've been working on these exosuits for for a while and they just are now thinking about, okay, what's a practical application for it? Hmm. Well, I hope so. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I used to think about the old days of Disney Imagineering. <laughs> um, Avengers Campus, speaking of Avengers Campus, uh, doesn't really affect us too much here, but certainly across the pond, uh, Disneyland Paris, uh, the Walt Disney Studios Park, is getting an Avengers Campus. So they had their rock and roller coaster reimagined to Iron Man. And I think this is just an extension of, of that. Um, I don't know if the people there would have seen the writing on the wall, but... Um, but I, hey, I think that's cool and gives us another option for for Avengers. If you don't want to go out to California, maybe you can fly over to Paris and uh, and enjoy it there. Um, oh, you were talking about uh, Disney Cruise Line because they're talking about the Wish and the shows that they're bringing to it, and specifically the Little Mermaid as their yeah. as their main one of their main shows. Yeah, so Disney Wish um, announced that they'll be premiering <clears throat> two new stage shows, um, and one of the one is Disney Sees the Adventure, where and that will follow Goofy as he discovers his own inner captain, with the help of Captain Minnie and an all-star cast of Disney and Pixar characters. Awesome, um, which sounds great. And then the other one is uh, Disney The Little Mermaid, an original Broadway-style reimagining of the Walt Disney Animation Studios classic with a modern and innovative take on a young woman learning the power of her voice. The show will feature dazzling special effects, innovative theatrical design, artistic choreography, and a reimagined script and score that will surprise and delight guests of all ages. Does this mean they're changing The Little Mermaid? Well, I I hope so, because I hate to think that the term a young woman learning the power of her voice would be reflective of the story where <laughs> she loses her voice because she wants to get a man. A man, so, yeah. So that that so I'm hoping and I'm guessing that's probably what will happen is that that they are reimagining the script. I was wondering if um, because I do know that Lynn Manuel Miranda is working on a live Little Mermaid version. Yeah. Um, if some action, of this action movie, yeah. If some of transfer it, over, we'll, yeah. That's what I wonder if it, if it'll carry over. So, uh, which I hope, but I mean, even not. I mean, Rapunzel 
is fantastic. Frozen is fantastic. You can actually, I think, find both of those on YouTube if you're looking for something to watch. Yeah. Um, well, and their Beauty of the Beast, Beauty and the Beast, is also like gorgeous yes. on yes. Uh, on the cruise ships. I love the fact that uh, for the Little Mermaid, they're saying an original Broadway style reimagining. Um, without saying this is our second kick at the can of doing a Broadway version of yeah. the Little Mermaid because yeah. the first one didn't go so well. Yeah, I was going to say kind of bombed in which is uh, you know not uh, is rare for for Disney to touch something that is so um, not critically acclaimed uh, yeah. like Frozen or uh, Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast or Lion King, all that had successful runs on Broadway. Little Mermaid did not. <laughs> It did not. No, but I'm. I, if it's going to be anything like the other shows on the cruise ships, and I have no doubt that it will be, um, it's going to be something spectacular for sure. Um, very quickly, last thing that I want to talk about is over at Disneyland in California, and that uh, we we had recently talked about. Hey Disney, um, the uh, Disney's partnership with Amazon Echo uh, to have them in Disney Walt Disney World resorts. Well, uh, it's going to make its way to Disneyland as well, as well as, and this is mind blowing to me, magic bands. Uh, And I guess specifically magic band plus the wearable technology is going to be available at Disneyland. I don't know if that means that they're adding like, the turnstiles and and that you can or the podiums that let you tap uh, your magic band is it going to be your ticket in can you use it as your ticket into disneyland um certainly the Ma- magic band plus it, it's going to have haptics in it and lights in it so it's going to interact with the environment uh and and different parts of the park um yeah, this kind of blew my mind that uh, that magic bands are making their way over to California. It probably was inevitable as as it seems like a revenue stream um, that right. is is not tapped into and over there. But I just wonder if this is the beginning of Disney creating more interactive experiences throughout the park. Like I really hope to see some ways that this will interact with fountains or lights or statues exactly um and so i I hope that this isn't just a buy it because it's fun and i shouldn't say obviously buy stuff because it's fun that's the whole point of disney but i hope that there's a little bit more to it than just buy it to use it as your your ticket in because um i I, disneyland customers are a little bit different than disney world customers so i I'd, i'd like to think that they wouldn't do that just because that they need to be a little bit more to it since a lot of them are local and kind of have their past. But, um, but we'll see. I mean, again, Disney's pretty savvy and they kind of know what's going on. So uh, this will be interesting to kind of see how it works. And I'm actually, uh, I'm kind of a sucker for the magic bands. I will say. <laughs> I love magic um, bands. Yeah. I would I, collect them. Like I, I love the idea of collecting all of them until they started making like hundreds of them. And then, yeah. then it was impossible. Yeah. Uh, but the My Magic Band Plus is uh, something pretty pretty unique, and I'm looking forward to how it interacts. Um, it does sound like your Magic Band Plus will work at both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Oh, so interesting. So if you have one, you can take it to either. Um, I mean, Disney IT, question mark? Is that, <laughs> is that a possibility or not? Um, uh, that's just what I... Uh, 
I believe um, they've alluded to is that uh, the fact that you'd be able to use them at both. And why wouldn't you? You would want your favorite magic band with you. Oh, yeah. No. Um, that's probably a good place to leave it there. We've covered a lot in uh, in terms of some of the announcements that came out of D23. And, you know, we're looking forward to more specific details as we get closer to uh, each one of these things opening and each one of these things launching. Um, but in the meantime, it's just fun to talk about uh, what's what's coming down the pipeline at Disney. I know no major bombshell announcements, but, um, you know, Maybe in a couple of years time, they'll be back to, you know, dropping some, uh, some interesting tidbits on, on the people attending there. I, yeah, you know, I'm just excited that we're back to talking about the future. Yeah. You know, and not, not, not in a way that was like, oh, I hope they open the parks again, or man, I hope <laughs> the Canadians will be able to travel, or man, I hope we can hop on a plane. Um, it's exciting to think about you know, that it's exciting to think about travel again. For so sure. this is all, all good for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, of all the things that we've talked about today, uh, we'd love to hear what you're most excited about. So uh, as a listener, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram page, find this specific episode and let us know which of the announcements you were most uh, excited about um, or, or which you were like, oh yeah, we definitely called that. <laughs> we knew that was happening. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, and in the meantime, if you enjoy the podcast, uh, please consider subscribing, leave us a rating, share it with your friends, um, all good things that help us out in, uh, in the long run and lets us keep doing this, which is, uh, which is a fun way to talk about Disney, um, all aspects of it. And we're grateful for the chance to, to do it. And, uh, and we're grateful to you for listening to it. Um, so that's it. We want to thank you for joining us. And on behalf of myself, Ryan, and Ryan, we are the Double Doubles. You're listening to Dole Whips and Double Doubles. Thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to you joining us again next time. Bye.